All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Last night, uh, I, I had my daughter on the podcast for the first time in a long time. And we were using a, a platform that I never really experimented with before. And for whatever reason, the audio is kind of jacked on it. At some point, I would like to get that podcast uploaded. But I did remove it because it just was not a good listen. But I did want to take the time to put out a podcast about my favorite player ever. And I just felt like there's no way that I can let this opportunity slip by. And uh, here I am. So the first thing I want to say is there is no player in any sport that I've ever enjoyed watching more than I enjoyed watching Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I've always said that I'm an, unpo- an unapologetic Tom Brady supporter. Weirdly enough, I yeah, the, the Tom Brady, you know, I don't even know what you would call it, fanboy in me. It, it, it didn't. It didn't materialize in a, in a day. It didn't materialize in a month or in one specific season. It was over the course of ten plus years. And it's just one of those things where, like, I, I, there's no really way to describe how I've kind of defended Tom Brady or of how I've cheered on Tom Brady or how I've kind of um, become this, this super fan, so to speak. And it's hard to kind of put into words. Unless you were A, a Patriot fan, or B, a Tom Brady fan. Because for the most part, there's not really another player like him. Obviously, his his stats and his accolades and his championships kind of set him aside. And for whatever reason, I always just kind of felt like I was the Tom Brady defender slash supporter slash guy that just no matter what, wasn't going to let an argument slip by for somebody trying to down Tom Brady. And then it did get to a point that after he won his fourth and fifth and sixth and then finally his seventh Super Bowl, that it just felt like the argument wasn't even worth anymore, so I never had to do it as much. But I was still obviously that that Tom Brady supporter slash super fan slash annoying fan that a lot of people knew me as because it's like no matter what Jeff's gonna say something about Tom Brady and you know as Brad kind of always likes to say on the podcast he's the Luca guy and so many people will will tag him or text him or say something to him when they see him about Luca because he you know he's the Luca guy and it's like obviously he likes that I've always kind of viewed myself as the bulletproof vest for Tom Brady. Everybody's aware that like no matter what, if Tom Brady is involved, Jeff it will somehow find a way <laughs> to either defend him or support him or watch him or share with the poster. If, if, if something's going on with Tom Brady, I'm aware of it. And you know, the podcast I recorded with my daughter, there's 12 questions that she asks me about Tom Brady and I answer all of them. And one of the questions she asks me is, is it, does it, how does it make you feel that people think you're weird for, for your outrageous love slash support of Tom Brady? And I honestly, it's like, I, I don't really care. Like my favorite athlete got to play for the course of almost my entire life. And 
you know, I, I was there every step of the way and I'll move into this, you know, he, uh, when he decided he wanted to leave new England after 20 seasons, I was very disappointed. Obviously I was, I was sad about it. It was like, it felt like our time had come to an end and you know, obviously as somebody that was not just a Tom Brady supporter, but a Patriot supporter, it's like I kind of felt that our days were numbered as far as being an elite squad because when you lose the best quarterback in the history of football, you can't just pick up where you left off. I know a lot of people have always called Tom a system quarterback and just assumed the Patriots would still contend, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that wasn't the case. It's what I always joke about. It's what I always say, like, ah, oh, the Patriots are so back or this or that. In my heart of hearts, I know that without Tom Brady out there, it's it's an uphill battle. And having Tom Brady on your team always gives you a chance to win, no matter the score, no matter the circumstances, no matter the game, the quarter, the time left, nothing. And when he left for Tampa, I was a, as much sad as I was that he wasn't going to be a Patriot, I was actually still excited that I was still going to be able to watch Tom Brady play football. Because a little part of me would have been more sad had he retired three years ago. I was able to watch the Patriots at one time slot, and then if they didn't have the same time slot as the Bucks, then turn on the Bucks game and watch my boy Tom Brady do battle. You know that was that was a fun three year stretch, especially the Super Bowl run where no, the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. But I, you know, it was still fun because my favorite player was still competing at the highest level, winning another Super Bowl that people said he couldn't do because he was a system quarterback. All in all, it's just like, what a special time. Uh, I want to touch on a couple more things and a couple more points about Tom. This is a player that people tried to write off years ago, literally years ago. Uh, famously, the, the Kansas City game, gosh, that would have been, what was that, 20, I think that's 2016, 2017, the Monday Nighter debacle, the we're on to Cincinnati game where everybody thought Tom was cooked. You know, Nick Wright and Max Kellerman both saying that Tom Brady's washed and he fell off a cliff and he had a water pistol for an arm and the dude was cooked and his career was over yada 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 but in actuality we know that's not the truth Tom went on to win four Super Bowls in the last 10 years of his career which is just absolutely insane if you really think about it uh you know gosh it's really crazy to look back and just like when you start to like when you start to break down Tom Brady's career, it's very famous. You know, he's got two Hall of Fame careers. You can make the argument he has three Hall of Fame careers. If you took his career and divided it up into seven year stretches, he's got three Hall of Fame careers. He's just a special player. Uh unfortunately I've always kind of felt like I've had to defend him every step of the way and then I kind of stopped and now it's now and I'm not even defending him against Joe Montana supporters or Peyton Manning supporters. I'm almost defending him against people that think Patrick Mahomes is somehow going to pass him. And I can't help but kind of laugh at that whole idea because it's not that Pat Mahomes isn't good. 
because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL today. My biggest problem with the statements that people have is the fact that you're projecting somebody to do what we once thought was impossible. And I know that Tom did it, but just because Tom did it doesn't mean everybody can do it. Somebody played 23 years, was able to reach 10 Super Bowls and win seven of them. That does not mean that everybody else can do it. And I think the idea that we're projecting a player such as Patrick Mahomes to do that seems very far-fetched. And I said this in a Facebook post or a tweet the other day. You telling me that we'll someday live on Mars feels very far-fetched to me. Is it possible? I guess. Is it possible for Patrick Mahomes to win seven Super Bowls? I guess it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. But it feels so far-fetched. And it's like, why are we even trying to have this conversation? If I would have said to you 23 years ago, Tom's the best because I think he's going to win seven Super Bowls, you would have literally laughed at me. I would have been the dumbest person ever. But the idea that Patrick Mahomes can somehow pass Tom and win that many and break every passing record and play 23 years and you know I got a fun fact for you you ain't breaking any of Tom's records unless you do it the right way absolute peak health and performance absolute peak longevity and the most important thing that I don't think gets talked about as much with Tom's success Obviously, the longevity is a big one. The the coaching was a big one, having Bill Belichick and Bruce Arians playing for a world-class organization, a great owner like Robert Kraft, having great defense, having great teammates. The one thing that kind of always gets swept under the rug, it's known but not talked about as much, is the pay cut. The fact that Tom never was the highest-paid player in the league one time. He never took the full value. As of right now, Patrick Mahomes, let me check my notes, is the highest-paid player in the league. And if that's if that's what you want to do, all power to you. And he's obviously having success as of right now, which I believe this is the first year of his extension. So it's not like he's done it for a long period of time. He's done it for this season. You have to continue to build on that. And it's like, I don't know if you can. As of right now, I was listening to Sports Talk Radio just this morning, and there was talks that they would potentially have to sign OBJ because they don't have another receiver. They're that beat up. They're that locked up in the cap. They don't have another wideout. And I guess that does speak to how special Patrick Mahomes is. But I want to get back to Tom Brady because this isn't a Patrick Mahomes podcast. I continue to drive home on on this Friday. You know, Tom retired on Wednesday, and I, I had nothing but happiness in my heart. Uh, very excited for the next for the next chapter for Tom. And... A couple of other things I want to say before I kind of kind of get off here. Um, I think I think one point that I want to drive home, no pun intended here. Uh, Tom had to his standards a bad season this year. He did break a couple of NFL records, no surprise there. But he had a bad season. He went eight and nine. He did make the playoffs. They did host a playoff game. His division was atrocious. There's no there's no arguing that. Uh, I argued that he still looked like normal Tom Brady at times. But uh, not everybody agreed with that. But regardless, even if you thought this was Tom Brady's worst year, and he did, quote-unquote, fall off a cliff. Let's say that's your opinion. You don't get to be right. 
You don't get to be right. You don't get the satisfactory of saying that Tom Brady eventually fell off. First off, the stats aren't there to prove that. B, he made the playoffs. C, that's like me trying to predict every single day that XYZ is going to happen. And when it finally does, I'm not a genius because I predicted it. I said it every single day. If you got 52 cards in a deck of cards and I just keep saying the same exact card and you keep throwing cards at me, I'm going to eventually get it right. I'm not a genius because I correctly predicted it. Okay. 23 seasons Tom Brady was in the league. In the last 15 of them, you guys were saying he was toast. All right. You don't get to be right. Tom walked away on his terms with the greatest career that any single player has ever had. That includes the great Jerry Rice, who I think is the second most accomplished player in the history of football behind only Tom Brady. Tom did it the right way. He was the best teammate. He was the best player, the best quarterback. He took the proper pay cuts. He took care of his body. His only injury was an ACL injury when somebody dove at his knee. Pretty unavoidable. He didn't miss games. He didn't miss time. He had a lacerated thumb in the 2017 AFC Championship game against the Jags. A lacerated thumb that required multiple stitches played the whole game and carved up the league's number one defense on his way to another Super Bowl run. A game he would come up short, but nonetheless. You know, there's just... I could talk for hours on on what kind of a player Tom Brady was and is. it's, It's crazy to me how rather than sitting down turning on a football game and appreciating the greatness that that is or was Tom Brady. And it can be hard. You can get fatigue of a player when you see him a lot. So I kind of, I somewhat understand how you can get sick of Tom Brady. I mean, the dude went to four out of five Super Bowls. I could understand it. But at the same time, you were so lucky and you didn't even realize it. You were lucky even though you weren't a fan. You were lucky just to be able to watch a player the caliber of Tom Brady. You know, I made it a point to make sure my kids were aware of just exactly what was happening during a certain football game that Tom Brady was on. I would point out to them, guys, listen, there will be a time in 30 years, 40 years, 50 years when you're older and you're going to overhear people talking about a football player. Maybe it's Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's another player that's not even in the league yet. Maybe it's XYZ. But a name that will always be brought up is Tom Brady, and you will have seen him play football. And you can't take that for granted. You can't take it for granted. I wanted them. I wanted all my kids to kind of understand that. <clears throat> I think... Uh, I think when you really just look back at at some of the great times there was, Tom played in an era where the football, the quarterback position was kind of always evolving from the time that he came into the league to the time that he was kind of in his peak or slash prime. He kind of, I mean, that's almost not even a fair statement, but, um, you know, post 20, let's say post 2010 when, 
when the passing metrics were just starting to really take off and even his last three years in Tampa throwing for just an absolute ton of yards. I think his last three years in Tampa, he threw for, I think all three of them would qualify for like three of his top like seven seasons ever. So just like the amount of times they're throwing the ball has just completely changed over Tom's career. You know, I made the argument the other day that, you know, Tom in 2002, his second year as a starter, the year after he won the Super Bowl, he led the league in touchdown passes. He only threw 28. You know, he's he's thrown 40 multiple times and never led the league. So it's like the, the league has just absolutely pivoted and changed, and it's not nearly what it was in the early 2000s where if you didn't have a star running back that was carrying the ball 250 times a year, you weren't going to compete. Now it's if you don't have a star quarterback throwing the ball 450 times, you're not going to compete. You just have to have that elite quarterback. And Tom was able to evolve and be every bit of that. You know, the quote-unquote um, game manager to the quote-unquote system quarterback. He was both of those things. He absolutely was both of those things. But he was also the very best, too. In closing, I... You know, like I said, I, I recorded a podcast with my daughter yesterday on a few on 12 questions she had me about Tom Brady, and I'm going to try and get that uploaded and get the audio fixed on that because I think it was really good stuff. Um, this podcast started, it's coming up on three years. We're going to have a three-year podcast here very soon. And I had a friend say, you know, Jeff, I think it'd be, I think if you had a podcast, I think you'd be really good at it. And, I'd love to listen to it. And and I started this podcast. And specifically, I started it as quick as I did because Tom Brady was a free agent and was leaving New England. And that's, I mean, Tom Brady has changed my life in every every way imaginable. Um, I'll never forget watching him play. There'll never be a day in my life where I'll ever get so old that I'm like, man, I just don't remember watching Tom play because I'll never forget it. I'll literally never forget it. Uh, I'll remember where I was for every Super Bowl win. I'll remember who I was with. Um, I'll remember the friendships that I've built through football, through the Patriots, through Tom Brady. I'll remember the podcast I started with, with great friends. Tom's Tom's just so much more than just a football player to me. He's kind of, you know, he's been the backbone of a, of a passion of mine, you know. And, uh, you know, just because somebody doesn't have all the money in the world to be a season ticket holder or own every signed Tom Brady item in the history of the world doesn't mean they can't be the biggest fan. I think uh, the one thing I've always done, I've always been – really up front is is I'm an unapologetic Tom Brady supporter he's the greatest player that ever lived and he's my favorite player in any sport of all time he was the greatest teammate the greatest quarterback the greatest clutch player and the greatest winner in the history of, of sports there's nobody better um, 
Hopefully I did them right. I don't have, I mean, I could obviously talk for hours on Tom Brady and go through, you know, my favorite moments and my favorite this and my favorite that and what I remember about this game and what I remember about that game. And I could be for hours. Hopefully in this 20 minutes, I gave you what was just kind of an authentic, real explanation of of what I got and what I can what I can kind of put out there into thoughts. So, um, yeah, hopefully you guys dug this. Again, I'm going to work on the audio for the other podcast and hopefully have a part one, part two type deal. But um, Tom Brady's retired, and uh, I'm not sad about it. I'm happy. Happy I got to watch it. And I hope you're happy you listened. Um, thanks again for the support. We'll be back with the Super Bowl preview this coming week. Three-year anniversary pod coming. Uh, Appreciate all your listeners. We're out. Real talk.